I got promoted! Yay! That's great. More so, money. For what? Or more two- responsibilities. I mean, promoted to what? Tech lead. Nice. So how many peons do you have underneath of you? Um, zero. Oh, no, that's too bad. I mean, you sort of, like, need to be the boss of someone in order to lead. Yeah. But if you want, depending on how... Okay, let me put it this way. We have peons with, like, each of them having, like, five or six managers. Each of those managers having five or six more managers. So, you lead an army of one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's not bad. Maybe that's better. You only have to listen to one person's complaints and problems. <laughs> so, if we think about it that way, then I have two, four, six, eight, ten. Oh man, it's multiplying really fast here. Twelve, twelve, maybe thirteen. This is Control Structure Episode 30, Terrorist, for June 11th, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson and guest Ryan Rampersad. And now, have a Doom Clock. Uh, hey, uh, hey everyone, welcome to Control Structure Episode 30. Wow, 30. It's been I know, a it's been a long time. Yeah. So, uh, hi Ryan, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Uh oh. And why did he just leave? Well, did you know that Skype is a troll? Yes. Okay. Ah. Oh. Darn. Okay, so should I use Daybreak Master or the other one? Nah, don't worry about it. I, I got it. Okay. Alright. Uh, oh, there we go. See, this guy called the Bug. He was here last, I think. Pretty sure he was. And he likes to shut down this computer, and I think he pulled its power cord off, and yeah. The battery died or something. Uh, well, see, uh, the computer's probably configured by default to go to sleep when it's angry. <laughs> and yes, the battery did die. It had 6%, and so it decided to go to hibernate. But Windows, being infinitely genius, did not bother to alert me to this fact. Yeah, I saw that, uh, I turned on my, uh, computer when I got home from work, and I noticed, oh, Windows has a new update, so I wonder if you're gonna have a doom clock now. Uh, you know, it hasn't been happening as much as it used to. I, I don't know what, what's going on, but uh, I'm doing pretty well on the Doom Clock front end. Yeah. Well, the, the last time I tried to install some updates, it took, like, the first update took about a day. The second update took another day. So I actually disobeyed the instruction and turned off my PC so I can go play some video games. That's fine. Yeah, um... See, it was at work that uh, our graphic designer, or one of them, um, let's see, she needed to uninstall, like, IE 9 or 10 to get back to 8 for some reason. 
Ooh. And I just had to, uh, you know, have a bug that only displayed in IE8, um, or wanted to test it in there. So, you know, apparently she already had done this and was going to restart her laptop. It took about 45 minutes for the thing to turn off. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So, of course, and then today she, like, spills some coffee or something on it. <laughs> nice. And I'm not sure if her keyboard is still working properly or not. I forgot to ask on the way out. But, yeah, so I disassembled someone's laptop for an hour this afternoon. That was kind of fun. Yeah. So, so, how has your work been going? My work has been going pretty good. I just need to figure out how to do things now. You know, All right. s- since I am on, you know, as a permanent employee nowadays. Yep. So, ah, so, so much good times. Yep. Well, it turned out more people died from the big Japanese flood, tsunami, lot of water, <laughs> two years ago than the meltdown of the nuclear power plant and something. Yeah, that Fukushima, man, that was a good time. Yeah, yep. no, and it's not surprising, really, because... The wave hit everywhere, and the reactor only hit in a localized place. Yeah. You can run away from a reactor. You can't run away from a giant wave. uh, Unless you have, like, a mountain. Well, it turns out in Japan, there are no mountains. I'm pretty sure they had surfboards. (laughs) But, man, I was hoping for a stalker zone. Yeah, I'm not sure about that or how irradiated that place still is. But, um... Well, yeah. we, we we did do a news on it sometime, and it said that it was lush green forest. Yeah. With no glowing animals. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that now. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so apparently the uh, radiation around in, like, the evacuated zone is only, like, two or three millisieverts per year, um, which apparently when you get a CT scan, it exposes you to, like, ten of those. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, like, still get up to, like, 200 or so and still be, like, perfectly fine. Huh. So, uh, while infants in two localized spots were likely to have a 6% relative increase in breast cancer and a 7% chance uh, uh, increase relative in leukemia, the World Health Organization cautioned this was a small change. Lifetime risk of thyroid cancer, which is treatable, is only 0.75%. So even in the worst case, it was only rose to 1.25%. Huh. I mean, it could have been worse. Oh, yeah. So I I guess it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, you remember that Andrew Bailey guy? Yeah, I met him once or twice. Yeah, I had to live with him for half a year. Ooh, horrible times. Yeah. Uh, Hey, apparently he uh, now has 100 posts on his bog. Well, bog? Wow. Yes. Wow, that sounds pretty swampy. Yeah. So, uh, in here, uh, pretty much reviewed the most popular uh, articles. Hey, and you didn't cheat to do it. Yes, I actually have analytics to do that. So, uh, homebrew analytics. So Better than nothing. And uh, plus a list of articles I really liked writing. 
So, yeah. Huh. Uh, I, words of contradictory I, I, wisdom. I love the Sam Ebert's fails one. That that one is just incredible. Yeah, I can't believe that one <laughs> is like my number two hit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. So, but the article I keep on coming back through to like all the time is the ripping audio from video using FFmpeg. That is so useful, mm-hmm. especially for podcasts. So, and uh, because apparently there's not going to be another gaming show on this network ever again. No, no, of course not. Um, I guess it means that we have to talk about games more often. So it, it might mean wait, that. wait, what, 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 what happened to the gaming show? Um, apparently they went all, all off to camp forever, and there's never going to be another eight bit. Yeah, apparently uh, they, they they value money over um whatever we do here. Uh, I don't know what we do here, but whatever it is, they want money instead. Well, that seems pretty reasonable. I want money. <laughs> but you still do this, so that's the difference. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. I, I think we have more time. Oh, is that what it is? Than they do, or something. something. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or they're at camp, and they have no internet connection, which I find likely. Uh, that, too. I, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, I, come on. You, could, you, could, you have a mobile phone. Oh, Ian Buck does not have a phone, and Ian Decker certainly does not have a real phone. Well, in that case... He yeah, does, that case. The, the one does have a... Or at least he had a Nexus 7 tablet until he sat on it or something. Oh, no. So Ian Buck was sitting at his kitchen table, and he just... He had it, and then he dropped it. Oh, so that's how it did. Yeah. Squirrel's the one that sat on his. Right. Squirrel's the one who sat on it. So, hey, you remember Star Citizen? No. I do. So apparently that is now over $10 million of funding. Wow. So it just keeps on going. So when are they going to release like the first beta? And it's not an MMO, right? As far as I know, although it will have like a lot of multiplayer to it, but I'm thinking you could probably play it in single player mode. I hope so, because that's why I paid for the game. So... Yeah, I hate playing with other people. They don't play nicely. Yeah. Just for the record, a monospace font does not make your game look futuristic. So let's see. I think there's like another font I found called Orbitron. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, but um, so anyway, I think we have another gaming-related Kickstarter. Yes, we do. What we is it? We have. A-R-A-I-G, as well as it gets. The Arig. Yeah. So, this is like a jacket that you put on, and you hook it up to, like, your 360 or your PC or whatever, and it will, like, vibrate and, like, sort of, like, stimulate your muscles and stuff, Uh, like, with regards to, like, when you get shot so, like, you can actually, like, feel it up against you. Um, and apparently it's not really uh, obvious, but it has a built-in surround sound system. Well. Interesting. How how big of a size do they make them in? Uh, that is not explained. That should be explained. I can see why that would matter. <laughs> I, I I agree, but there apparently, like, there's no small, medium, or large. But well, maybe not yet. 
but all of the uh, subjects in the video um, look well below 200 pounds. Right. Aww. Well, they, they are... Uh, below 200 now. Yes! <laughs> they are pushing it with the Omni, which is the um, walking platform that you can walk in one direction but not actually go anywhere. So maybe maybe the idea is you, you get this uh, and uh, you can actually uh, become thin enough to use the <laughs> coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure that Omni has the weight limit. Probably. Maybe. And but. you also have a shooter controller. Yes. You know, at at this point, just send him off to boot camp. Yeah, I mean, this jacket looks like something that special ops would wear. Yes, it does. So, yep. Uh, you know, can anybody else connect to the Google Plus? No, it, it died for me, too. Yeah, All me, right. too. Just checking. I'm I'm the only one moving in there, so... Okay, well, I, I tried to rejoin, but it won't let me, so I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, anyways. Uh, Moving on. Uh, raspberry? Raspberry! 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 Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you stopped it. Why'd you do that? The three was good enough. <sighs> anyways, so... Uh, Tech Radar has gone through and reviewed five uh, operating systems uh, for the Raspberry Pi, uh, in- including the uh, like the recommended default Raspbian. Uh, that's the one that I run and pretty much everyone does. Uh, others: uh, Risk OS, uh, Plan Nine, Android, and Arch. So. Oh. Ooh, I haven't heard Arch in a long time. Yeah, that's what uh, all the guys in at Newmont used. I'm pretty yeah. impressed that they got Android running on it. Of course, it's an ancient Android, so no no surprise. Huh. And, well, wouldn't you know, Raspbian did the best. Yes, it's uh, very easy to use, and like it has a huge amount of uh, uh, like uh, packages uh, from the Debian repos. And Arch did the worst. Yeah, Arch, man, it's very uh, difficult. Yeah, that's what I've heard about it. I mean, I, you know, back in the day, you know, because everyone else around me was running Arch, I decided, hey, I might want to check this out. And then, like, I burned a disc and tried to install it and cried and ran away. (laughs) That is very reasonable. (laughs) Yes, uh, especially with your reaction to the uh, Zop flea on the Windows command line. Yeah, you know, I, I Windows. That's all I can say. Well, at least you know the Windows command line is somewhat documented. Um, but unfortunately, it is horrible. Yes, it, it, I agree. It is sort of. It sort of looks like Fortran or something. I don't know what it looks like. I I always associate it with Pearl, but I think Pearl is uh, its own travesty. <laughs> what are you doing, Chris? I'm trying to add you guys back to this chat. Yeah, I'll I'll handle it. Anyways, you do the next thing. All right, coming up as soon as I get to the show doc. <laughs> <laughs> Firefox 25 is now coming out with a new visual theme. 
that will look even more like everybody's favorite Fisher Price brother. Woohoo! So, um, apparently I'm the only Firefox user around here. Yeah, you yep. are. I'm a Chrome user. So, at least Chris tried it out once. I tried well, Firefox I, I, I out still, once. I, I have Firefox as my default browser that I use for opening up stuff and other things. And then I have IE for work. So, it's sort of strange in that, you know, Internet Explorer is generally used for, like, professional work purposes. But for me, that seems to have been replaced by uh, Chrome. It, it has been. But my work is dying to the bitter end. Actually, well, I... Both of- both of my works are dying to the bitter end. So I, I use Firefox for stuff. I mean, I, I have it installed and I use it. I I, I love the NoScript plugin there. So oh, I, I watch, love NoScript. Right. So whenever I watch anime on anime websites, they tend to have a lot of ads, and so I don't like ads. And yeah. And, and so I uh, use NoScript. Yeah. NoScript. Yeah, I, I I do the same thing too. Right. You know, I don't really hate ads, but. I hate... Okay, uh, I hate obnoxious ads. Yeah, and... And overabundance. Yes, and you would not... You would be surprised, like, how many ads require JavaScript, and NoScript just kills them all. Yep. So, yeah. um, I guess everyone else uses Firefox, like I use uh, Opera. Maybe a little... Oh! Well, I think it's a little bit better than that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, joining this video call... Hey, there, there we, we go. Very nice. So, hey, I heard about Flack. Yeah, you, did you hear about Flack? Yeah, it, it, it's new. They have a new one, finally, after years. Yes, it's my favorite format. Me too, actually. I have no idea. Uh, well, it doesn't actually do anything that much better, though. It doesn't increase your compression rates, and uh. it's, it's just minor encoder changes. So. Interesting. So, yep, if you ever had uh, trouble encoding flax that were not CD quality, um, maybe try this out. Well, I mean, I guess to put it in perspective, the last real update was in 2007. So yes. this is a long time coming. But, I mean, how often do you need to change a format that works really well? So I guess that's fine. Yes, and plus uh, CPU speeds have increased so much that you can pretty much use level 9 and forget about it. Yep. So, so yeah, even even though uh, normally we would have a lull Apple section in here, this is not exactly lull-worthy, but it's still from Apple. So, uh, Apple has announced the uh, and next iteration of the Mac Pro systems. They're top-of-the-line, so egregious, outrageously expensive that I will never buy a computer. Um, apparently, <laughs> it looks more like a trash can than a workstation. No. Yep. <laughs> you know, maybe Apple is hinting at something. That they're going down the drain? Or what? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't well, know. if you have looked at their stock market after they have released a perfect item, their stocks go down the drain. You know, yeah. I, I did look at the stocks yesterday, right after the keynote. The WWDC was yesterday morning. And the the stocks really were pretty pretty much stagnant. They didn't really go up or down. Uh, huh. They must but have yeah, been this, mildly impressed. This uh, this uh, new Mac Pro is pretty different. It, it it's a custom built 
machine. So unlike the previous Mac Pro, where it could use standard cards, standard like you know video cards, standard memory, standard everything, uh, standard so long, internal drives. So long as they were compatible with Mac, which pretty much nothing is. Actually, pretty much everything was. I mean, pretty pretty much anything standard, like you know any you know high end video card, pretty much pretty much available. Hmm. Um, high so, end. Um, yeah, like anything in the GTX 600 series, anything in the AMD 7000 series, you know, video cards, you know, hmm. video cards. Um, well, this new one is so custom that it uses two custom um, video cards from AMD, and it, it's only a single slot Xeon, so it's it's a very very different kind of yes Mac Pro. So it's more like a Mac Mini in that sense. Yes, um, the box will feature up to 12-core Xeon CPUs and 1866 MHz DDR3 RAM. Woohoo! Um, see, it will also feature a PCIe-based flash drive, uh, which Apple says will deliver 1.25 gigabytes reads and 1 uh, gigabyte writes uh, that's, per second. It, that's pretty good. So... Yeah, this thing doesn't have any kind of spinny drives in it at all. However, it does have a spinny fan. Right, and so they're they're touting their new cooling technology thing. It's a, called a fan. Yes. New and revolutionary, you know. So it features two ATI, or rather AMD, Fire Pro GPUs. So and those are workstation-class GPUs. They're really fancy. Yes. So anyone want to take a guess at how expensive these will be? Um, the old one started at around twenty five hundred to three thousand. So, um, five thousand. I'd I say mean, so. Yeah. I would. How much? I would go. We don't know yet. So. Aww. Yeah. yeah. So this will be released officially to the public later this fall. So you know, so October ne- next year. No, 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 no. This year. This fall. Oh wait, that blizzard I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this—they're sort of revealing this, like uh, Sony revealed the PS4. Well, they had to reveal this for a number of reasons. Um, it was a good time to do it because they were at a developers' conference, and everybody had been clamoring in the Mac community for a new Mac that didn't suck. Yeah. Because... So, so wait—they're asking for a new Mac that doesn't suck, so they dumbed, so they dumbed it down. Uh, I don't think this is a dumbed-down product. It's just they, a different product. They uh. just let the designers go crazy on it. Right. Mm. I mean, the designers at Apple have to use these things, too, so I don't think of it as a dumbed-down product. Well... If it sucked, they wouldn't make it. Hmm. Well, so then again, you think your creation when you make something is, oh, so glorious. Uh, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so. that podcast network. Man, does it is it great. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's interesting that they paired an Intel CPU with uh, AMD GPU. That is very interesting. But I wonder if uh, AMD gave them a really good deal versus the Nvidia, which tends not to give people good deals for uh, raw hardware components. Well, yep. Mm. But. Well, anyways, have you heard of Xbox One? Xbox Four. Yes. They finally come out with the prices, which was kind of shocking. I know, in my opinion. Yes, so. So, $500 for a bone, and $400 (laughs) for a four. Hey, well, you you know what? Sony threw us a bone here. 
Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So they did. And so Sony is actually not sucking this time around, and they actually priced their console to be affordable. Yes. Yeah. And also they're taking incredible jabs at Microsoft over oh, the so good. over the used game stuff. Uh, in fact, they released a very short, like, 15-second video explaining how you share a game with a friend. This is how you share your games on PS4. Thanks. That was hilarious. Yes, but there is one problem here. I noticed that problem. I only have seven hundred dollars, which is only like worth one and a half of these next gen consoles. So I only have four dollars. So I'm gonna have to choose which one I'm gonna get. So I thought you were gonna tell us how many Instagrams your seven hundred dollars was worth. (laughs) My mistake. Oh, like some very small (laughs) fraction, ten thousandths or something. Yeah. Well. Let's see here. Final Fantasies are typically on the Xbox. I, mean, I, I only have twenty dollars here. I don't know. I can't. I can't. Oh, no, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I could buy one of these, or I could go save that money and you know, like invest it in like a gaming company that's not EA or Activision. Uh, Ubisoft is still on probation um, because I have a GTX six eighty and a very yeah. nice computer around it. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I was, um, I watched both of the, uh, conference, uh, things yesterday for both products and I, I, I still don't see Microsoft utilizing the Xbox One to fulfill the vision that I want them to. And Sony doesn't have a vision, like, for their other products. So they only have the PlayStation 4. So they don't have to do as much to win as well. Um, so Sony's winning right now. Yeah. yeah. You know how hard it is to hold all of these? Well, probably. Uh, so, anyways, I hear you hear about Java. You know, I did yep. hear about Java. Yes. So uh, tomorrow, uh, that is we're recording on Tuesday. So tomorrow, the twelfth, uh, Java EE seven will be released. That's the Enterprise Edition of Java, and it has a whole slew of improvements. It, uh, you know, iterates the existing APIs a little bit and adds some new things. Apparently, you can process JSON. That is the single most important feature, trust me. <laughs> um, I, I saw that and I rejoiced. Yes, and, uh, but I really like the fact that, uh, there's now WebSocket API. So, this, oh, that is kind of useful. They're, you know, sort of like servlets, but, um, you know, but for WebSockets. Right. And, also concurrency utilities so you can sort of like have managed threads in your server so you can just ask the api hey i'd like some threads please rather than creating them on your own mm-hmm. they're managed Sounds like a board game could you use kind that of, yes kind of like a connection pool yes but for threads so so why did this take a year and a half later than regular uh, SE Java. Because that's the standard edition of Java. The Enterprise Edition builds on that. Okay. Yeah, and, and it has to be very scalable. So, <laughs> Java. so yeah, uh, Enterprise Java, you know, deals with web servers and database servers and servery right. stuff. 
So, so if they screw up the Enterprise Edition, then companies will quit using it. Uh, maybe. I mean, there's, like, still applets, but who would ever use those? No one. <laughs> and, there's, and there's just desktop Java, which doesn't make, you know, as many people cry. So, yeah. So, yeah, um, it came out, I think it was maybe last week. That Oracle said that we will no longer be uh, giving free time zone updates with Java. What does that mean? So, uh, like, you know, time zones and, like, daylight saving time stuff? Yes. Apparently, like, a lot of countries, like, change them, like, uh, very frequently in uh-huh. aggregate. So, like, you know, like, Cambodia might decide to, you know, go to daylight savings time, you know, at a different point or something. Like, right. countries do this all the time. Mm-hmm. So, that was, like, the most important thing um, about, like, these time zone things. And Oracle said, we've had enough, and unless you pay us, you're not getting them. Who would have to pay for that? So, well, apparently people who do business in these countries and stuff. So, huh. uh, Oracle has decided to sort of... Uh, reverse stance and uh, instate, reinstate free time zone updates for Java 7. Good. Because that's dumb. Yes. So, uh-huh. I'm not sure if this is just uh, like all the Javas or it's just their uh, implementation. And if you go to, say, OpenJDK, that they would just automatically do it. Probably. Uh, well, what's this other note you have in here? Uh, what note? Oh, yes. I will also... So, yeah. So if that doesn't come out tomorrow, like, I'll be reading the uh, EE spec, well, and the podcast doesn't come out, that's why. Um, However, I will also be examining it uh, for ways on how to comply with new NSA directives. We we appreciate your diligence. Yes. So, oh, right. Um, Apparently... A uh, big bulk bag spying everywhere by the NSA. Literally huge. Yes. Um, we only you know, suspected that they were doing some of this stuff before, but now there is hard evidence of them doing it. How so? Uh, like actual documented leaked evidence, and it has like signatures and stuff on it. So, and, uh, and as far as I know, no one is uh, disputing this, and... Uh, like, the NSA has actually declassified further material to support their use of this program. Right. So how do you, how do you deny that you were in this program and that you totally did this? Well, you just declassify all the information and just pretend that you're doing a nice thing. And if you're, say, the Google, um, you just say, oh, no, we, we respond only to court orders and, uh, like, we don't, like, give bulk information over to the government. No, not at all. So, uh, so how did all this start? Well, it was I think Thursday. I get on Hacker News, and this was pretty much all that was there. That the NSA has been collecting Verizon phone metadata, uh, stuff like numbers called, stuff like uh, length of calls, like the duration, pretty much everything about the call except actually listening in on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a secret court order has been obtained and has been doxxed by the Guardian. Uh, reports say that this has been going on for every carrier for the last seven years. Do you know that's ridiculous? Um, it, I can believe it. I mean, 
Even so, though... Actually, I can see this being very useful in a lot of divorce cases. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little bit different, but... Um, okay, yes. If you somehow have the authority to view all of this... Um, the director of the NSA is filing for divorce this week. What will happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this particular uh, document, or this particular court order, only authorizes uh, collection from Verizon from, like, April 17th to, like, sometime in July. So, and, like, there are reports that this has been going on for every phone company, not just Verizon, and has been going on continuously for a long time. So, so are we less angry that it's metadata and not actual audio, or do we still, are we still just as angry? Uh, we should still be pretty angry. I would, Good, say, I would say less angry if because what if they also have, oh, I don't know. Um, I, would say, I would say less angry because they did not know what we were actually talking about. We just we just know Bob was was talking to Susan for eighteen hours. That's all we know. <laughs> so uh, yes, but right after, but right after Susan ended that call, she called uh, Afghanistan and said big week to everyone of her friends there. And then she hung up, then she called, like, I don't know, ten other people in, like, an hour. Right, and then on the last call, she waited for three rings, hung up, and then called again. Oh, it's pretty suspicious. And then she said, uh, praise be to Allah. (laughs) 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 But, but, um, you know, you can say, oh, phone metadata, well, that's not too bad. Well, apparently that's how the Department of Justice got into some hot water of the Associated Press, and this was not even a month ago. So, apparently, uh, the Department of Justice uh, subpoenaed Verizon uh, over, like, phone data coming from someone working from the Associated Press. And that was apparently a big no-no. Yeah, don't do that. That's bad. So... I love the Verge's header image there. An unplugged phone. Yes. What? Okay. So, yeah. But that is not all, folks. Call right now. Yes, call right now, and you can be spied on even more. Oh, my old favorite. Yes. Uh, Apparently, the NSA also has something called PRISM. Uh, It's been in operation for a long time. It is supposedly a service that they have that allows access to live production systems at big-name internet companies uh, like Microsoft, Yahoo, Google, Facebook, PalTalk, AOL, Skype, YouTube, and Apple. Now, before you go further, have you ever heard of PalTalk? Um, I think so, but... I had never heard of it. I have never used it, definitely. Well, well do, you, do you want to tell the audience who doesn't have Google at their fingertips what it is? Um, apparently it's like a phone VoIP service for, it's generally used overseas or something. Yeah, something like that. It looks fishy. Yeah, Uh, apparently, like, a lot of people doing the Arab Spring used it. Makes sense. So, I mean, we were talking about national security letters, like, not too long ago, but who needs those when you can have literally root access to everything? So the Washington Post broke this story. So, and this is like essentially leaked slides from within the NSA that, you know, details what in the world it has going on. 
And so their slides are terrible. So I'm just saying. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, someone uh, noticed that too and uh, offered to clean them up a little bit. Yes. <laughs> they did a much better job. Yes. And it looks essentially like something... Uh, it looks very Windows 8-like. Hmm. So... Oh. So let's see. There's uh, like tons of stuff uh, about this. For number one, it pretty much slows down the cloud stuff, uh, since like all these companies are big pushers of the cloud and services in the cloud. Um, because these uh, you know companies are American based, and apparently NSA can just go in, poke around, request everything. Um. So well, it's not really a request if they have root access, like, well, like an HTTP request or something. Oh, okay, okay, right. <laughs> so, okay, very different. So they can essentially just go in and poke around, uh, like all your stuff that you thought, you know, hey, all this is secured and encrypted and HTTPS and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, it's essentially a wiretap on the other end of the line. I think it's pretty funny that Yahoo was only added as recently as 2011. I'm, did I say Yahoo? I meant AOL. Uh, I think it's interesting that Wait, a, is, anyone... Is, is AOL even still around? It is. It, it is. is. That's Yay, why I, I, I have over 10,000 free minutes. <laughs> I didn't know AOL had minutes, but okay. Well, I still have all those CDs. Those are still valid, right? Uh, yes, 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 they do. Maybe. <laughs> Dial up! Come on. <laughs> yes, always the reliable backup. Hey, today's well, International it, Backup Awareness Day. Yes, back up your data away from the government. Watch out. Yes. So, um, as I mentioned, uh, pretty much every one of those companies has denied ever hearing about this, insisting that they only respond to court orders. Um, they could be outright lying. Maybe the spokesman didn't know anything about this. Or because the government told them to not talk about it. Huh. So, what are we doing to counter this? Uh, well, for one thing, we can let Obama read our email. Oh, darn. Yes, there is a, tum uh, there is a Tumblr uh, blog here that essentially shows uh, Obama looking at computers and MacBooks and cell phones. Uh, that's a weird noise. Yeah, what was that? That's Obama reading oh. your email. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just the very title just suggests that something is going on here. I like his different expressions when he's reading different people's Mac uh, <laughs> and computers. Some people's email must be really boring. Yes, and uh, let's see. There's like four pages of this stuff. And, you know, uh, I the one uh, looks almost like a ThinkPad. Uh, he's yeah. really enjoying himself there, as is pretty much everyone in that room. I have a good idea what they're looking at. Sure you do. So, anyways, uh, someone has taken this sort of into their own hands and has filed a class action lawsuit with the guy across the street. Uh, the guy across the street, in this case, being the president, since he lives literally... Uh, at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C., uh, hmm. the 
guy suing him lives at 2020 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. Huh. Yes. Uh, so, you know, he goes over, you know, how Verizon is, you know, spying on people and how the NSA, the Department of Ju- uh, Justice, uh, let's see, Verizon, uh, Roger Vinson, which is apparently the judge at that secret court, um, and, like, a few other people, and especially uh, Mr. Obama, uh, alleging uh, epic, massive wiretapping illegally stuff. So, And surprisingly, this uh, court document is rather readable, at least you know, according to me, after having read a few uh, employment contracts. Wow. So, 20, 24 pages. Yes. I mean, that's better than SOPA's 50. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is, like, pretty much all very damning stuff. So, I support this. Interesting. Now, did you, do you think this will be successful? Hard to tell. Uh, probably not. Because I mean, it seems unlikely that the NSA is going to settle, but it also seems unlikely that the NSA is going to just let this happen. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it depends on what kind of judge they get for this. Yeah. Well, if even if they go all the way up to the Supreme Court, one of the people that they're against is the U.S. Department of Justice. Sure. So that's like that's like me going over to. Uh, I can't come up with a good example. Yeah, but we know what you mean. Yeah, I always found it weird that uh, you know justices and judges can supposedly be be impartial against the entities that supposedly pay them. <laughs> because that never works for anything else. No, no, of course not. <laughs> so yeah, stuff's happening, and uh, which is uh, apparently this is going through. Uh, but something similar was tried just last February, and it failed because there was no evidence of plaintiffs being targeted for spying. Hmm. So, at least this time, it's quite a bit different. There is hard evidence, you might say. So, um, hey, you might say, you know, I got nothing to hide. You know, go ahead and come and spy me all they want. Most of the people I've asked have said the exact same thing, and I don't believe them. I cannot just understand. Yes, and yeah, considering the amount of stuff we have downloaded. That's not I mean, what I was worried about. Well, uh, it, 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 even if they go that far, 99% of everybody's going to end up in jail. The only people who are not going to be in jail are grandmas. Well, and that's because they don't know how to use the computer. Well,. I think grandmas will be in jail, too. Uh, the only people who won't are the NSA employees. <laughs> um, so, so like if, in, if, in theory, the entire system's going to collapse. Yes, because there will be no one out of prison to pay taxes for all of it. Huh. Well, I think that might be actually a good thing. That way we can get out faster. <laughs> yeah, so. but then society would be uh, will have already collapsed by then. Hey, and a new country could be founded because it's like a penal colony. Apparently, I hear that a lot of countries were founded as penal colonies and they turned out all right. The United States of Surveillance. So, if someone ever says to you, I have nothing to hide, well, 
ask them what their social security number is. I uh, wouldn't know. Um, well, ask them for it. Okay. And, if they, and if they say, oh, no, I can't give you that, well, what are you hiding, you terrorist? <laughs> Sounds nice. good to me. Um, and then you can ask them for their cell phone and rifle through all their call records, their emails. I do that anyway. <laughs> so, so um, I found this uh, one blog post that, uh, you know, uh, this lady here uh, apparently moved uh, from Massachusetts to New York City at, like, the midpoint of last year, and she's trying hard to prove to Massachusetts, no, I didn't live there the entire year. Um, but, uh, you know, even though the NSA would supposedly have all this data, they won't share it with Massachusetts. Of course not, because that would be useful and productive. So... You know, to expand on this, you know, of course, it's not just one's own actions that can be used against your likeness. Guilt through association is a popular American pastime. So, where does that get us? People often feel immune from the state surveillance because they've done nothing wrong. This rhetoric is perpetuated on TV, and yet the very same media who tells them they have nothing to fear will turn on them if they just happen to be in close contact with someone who is of interest to or if they themselves are the subject of state interest. And it's not just about now, but it's about always. Right, and so that's the problem with it. So, well, we are computer geeks. We don't know anybody special at this point in our life. Well, I think I think because we're the way we are, computery and um, somewhat educated about things that are happening in the real world, um, we we feel like this is a bad thing to happen. But a lot of people, like as this person is writing here, um, feel immune because they have too many things going in their lives to have time to worry about. Oh, is the government watching me? Did I do something wrong? Nah, eh, not really. Oh, don't, it doesn't matter. So, kind of nineteen eighty four, um, to an extreme, and it's actually happening. So, cool. like, there's a lot of, uh, like, quotes going around, you know, especially, like, about Benjamin Franklin that uh, you can't uh, trade liberty for security and, like, you deserve neither. Um, and plus this other one, uh, oh, I forget it now. But, uh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, 1984 uh, was a warning, not an instruction manual. Uh, right. I've, I've mm-hmm. seen that one before. So, yeah. Good I mean, I guess that. I guess the the difference between this and 1984 is that it's um, not 1984. That's that, <laughs> that, that uh, um it's only it's only what 20 30 years later? Yeah, 20 years. 29. No, okay, whatever. Numbers are irrelevant. 30 years. Um but I think the other difference is that um uh, from what it was written as, um, what what this is about is a little bit more hidden and a little bit more transparent. It's not so obvious. And we haven't been brainwashed completely yet. So uh, it's a little bit or, different. Or, or have we been brainwashed? I mean, we did go to school for 18 years. Well, we're talking about it right now. I don't think we've been brainwashed enough yet. Yeah. Um, well, they're always those stragglers. Um, plus... Like, hardly anyone has the authority to change all of history to say we were always fighting that guy. Right. Well, if, if you take a look at the people who write the history books, could, over given enough time, change history. Well, except... I mean, in Texas that happens already, so I mean, not a big deal, but... 
So the problem with that is, is that humans have found the best way to preserve things. And that is instead of like building big walls and, you know, digging big holes to put something in, uh, is that the best way to preserve something is to make as many copies of it as you can. I like that. So like history and the truth has already been spread out there. And it's really hard to go and destroy all of those because you never know if you destroyed all of them. Yes, but you can you can always spread more false documents. Yes, and then eventually the other one could be false. Maybe, but you have to have extreme effort. Uh, while people are complaining that hey, you're not teaching these kids your lies, and they're not getting health care, and they're not you know being safe or something. Right. They don't have any rights. Does anyone anymore? Well, sort of. Yeah. I mean... Only on, well, only on Mondays. Well, 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 I believe there was a court case about somebody, and it pretty much stated that once you enter school, you lose all your rights, give or take. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. So- Oh, well, anyways, Obama wants a list of targets for cyber activity attacks. Don't know what I'm talking about. Seems odd that this comes up. (laughs) 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 Okay, proceed. Seems seems odd that this comes up just as he meets the Chinese premier and asks him to stop hacking U.S. targets. So, yeah, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing or something. It sounds right. So, uh, yeah, the 18-page Presidential Policy Directive 20 was issued in October of last year but never published. Uh, states that what it calls offensive cyber effects operations, quote, can offer unique and unconventional capabilities to advance U.S. national objectives around the world with little or no warning. So... Mm. So, yeah, um, like, there's been a lot of stuff going around that, you know, like, some uh, unit of the Chinese army has been hacking, well, like, a lot of, you know, government and, say, Google-like targets. So, like, apparently I hear that, you know, like, really important infrastructure, like, the power system is very vulnerable. Well, I hear that a lot, and I heard that there was a lot of attacks on it already. So, yeah. Mm. So, uh, apparently, there's a lot of organizations opposed to the NSA spying stuff. Um, so, apparently, 84 uh, organizations have, and they've uh, joined together and, uh, you know, pushed a letter out to Congress. So, I definitely support this. I feel like the um, Electronic Frontier Foundation has done a lot of stuff, too. Um, I don't know what they're what what they're calling it, but I'm sure they have a platform that they're doing it on. Yes. Oh, I love the logo for the National Security Agency. Yep, especially the red eyes. So, I'm not sure what color uh, bald eagle eyes are, but they're definitely not red. No, but it, it makes it look threatening and um, excellent. Yes, and ominous. Um, however, the previous revision of this logo had AT&T on the shield. <laughs> so, um, 
the interesting thing is, is like the EFF and the FSF and other three-letter acronym societies uh, are all over this. With the ACLU, I haven't really heard much from them. And they should be all over this, too. Well, well, they don't know what the internet is, so that's the problem. So, And that's four letters, so they, they're at a disadvantage. Yes. They're being bogged down by 33%. Right. So, uh, apparently there has been another website launch called StopWatching.us, a global petition calling on Congress to provide a public accounting of the U.S. domestic spying capabilities and bring an end to illegal surveillance. So, go to Stop Watching Us and sign it. Hmm. I, it asked me for my address, I think, and I just autofilled it. I have no idea if that's what it really wanted. Uh, besides, the NSA and Congress already know who you are. Right, that's kind of what I was thinking. Especially so I, I, if you file taxes. Oops. Well, I didn't, so it's not a not a big deal. So, uh, uh, the FSF has released a statement against this as well. The Free Software Foundation, the uh, Taliban of open source, etc., etc., Mm-hmm. So, uh, Obama uh, has, of, of course, gone on the offensive uh, over the NSA stuff. And, you know, it's really bad when people of your own party start thinking twice about things, like, yeah. a lot. And especially in Washington, like, apparently the Democrats and Republicans, like, never agree on anything. Yet, this is an issue that they pretty much agree on. And they agree on it. They agree on it so much because they're scared that if they don't, their their uh, constituency will say uh, no when it comes again to vote. Oh, and well, um, which is good, but I think they should really fix the budget. Well, yeah, fix the budget by killing this program and freeing up the monies. It's only twenty million. That's like a drop in the bucket. Well, except this bucket has like twenty million pinholes in it. Right, well, not to mention that the uh, the disclosure here is kind of fishy. So, yeah, I gotta ask, how's that change thing coming, Obama? Not very well. Uh, he's, he, what change? No. I've, only, I've only seen the country get worse. Yeah, change for the worse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Obama recently said we can't have 100% security, 100% privacy, and zero inconvenience. Well, maybe, but we can apparently have zero security, zero privacy, and 100% inconvenience. Have you ever tried to go through an airport in the last 10 years? And you know, I have, but it, 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 I didn't think it was that bad. But on the other hand, you know, like... No, every time I, I go... I put up with Matt. <laughs> you know, you, you know I, I go to the security, I get a free x-ray, I get a free... That's true. I never thought and, about and, it like that. And, and, if, and if I mention anything about terrorists, then I get a free colonopsy. <laughs> Dear sir, there appears to be some metal in your esophagus. Would you like that removed? <laughs> Epic. So, yeah. Well, there's your free healthcare service. Oh, so that's how it's going to be. Oh. Wow, you've solved the nation's problems. <laughs> so, the, uh, the guy that told us all this, Edward Snowden, uh, has given an interview in Hong Kong. It's rather interesting that he chose Hong Kong, but uh, um, he's given an interview with The Guardian. So he's uh, 
all decked out supporting uh having the sporting the EFF stickers on his laptop. You know, he looks like a completely average and relatively normal person um in the and, IT field. Yeah, right. Uh, indeed. Um I I I don't have the information before me, but I heard that he um, you know, was getting a pretty large salary, had all the government benefits that any person could ever want. Um, you know, his career was going just fine. Um, and just his regular life was going fine too. Um, let's see, he, apparently he was living in Hawaii. Um, he was working for a defense contractor or some government contractor. Yeah. And so then he also was, you know, because he was the contractor, he was also working with the NSA. And I guess he thought it was better to uh, blow the whistle instead of making money. How nice of him. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, a lot of people are saying that he's a hero. I totally agree. The, uh, let's see, like Diane Feinstein on like the Congressional Intelligence Committee or something is saying he's a traitor and Burnham or something. Yeah, well, of course, they do that. Now, um, I'm blanking on the name, but who was the guy who gave all the information to WikiLeaks? Uh, Bradley Manning. Yes. So, do we feel less angry or more angry about him? Because I never felt angry about him. I also hailed him as a hero in the same way. Um, But I feel like there was much less support for him. Um, You'd be right. Well, uh, this, this is WikiLink we're talking about, and this isn't the first time this has happened on WikiLink, so... I'll, I know, but what's the difference between Bradley Manning leaking all sorts of military information to WikiLeaks versus uh, an NSA whistleblower leaking all sorts of spying programs on the United States? Um, I think uh, Bradley Manning released a Diplomatic Cables... So they were yes, damaging not only to the U.S., but for, like, all the other countries? Yes, Whereas, they were doing bad things anyway. Um, but this is more confined to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I, I, I think this should be a way, or it should cue a look at what we um, say is uh, traitorous and what is bad when somebody leaks something. Because neither of these things, I think, deserve uh, excommunication from the United States. Why are you pink now? Because he's flashing us. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now I'm just holding a small nuclear atomic bomb in my hand. Terrorist! (laughs) So... uh... Yeah, apparently the uh, White House has, like, a petition system on it. The WhiteHouse.gov, their website. Well, they're already watching you. They already know if you like it or not. So, you know, I, I, I recall the British trying to do something with this with their browser, making it so you could report the site as a terrorist. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, apparently uh, a squirrel would pretty much push it on every website. <laughs> and well, honest. Every not, government website, every time. I would definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it'll ask you, what issue are you reporting this for? Um, they're part of, of a, they're, <laughs> they're part of a massive spying operation. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, there's, uh, especially like four petitions on the whitehouse.gov that are, uh, rather pertinent to this. Uh, the first one is repeal in whole or in part the Patriot Act in order to stop secret warrantless collection of data. So, uh, 
Apparently, it's going to go until July 6th uh, to reach a goal of 100,000 signatures, and it already has 10,000. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm all for it, but it's not going to happen, so I don't really care. So, anyways, uh, looks like it might have a chance. Uh, I, I, you know, but see, but the problem is, even if the petition goes through, the uh, White House will say, ah, ha, 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 yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah. In all, well, in all honesty, probably. You know, we as the people have a constitutional right to overthrow the government if we do not see it fit. So, a lot of people are saying that. So. Yeah, so start a petition to overthrow the government. <laughs> um, good luck. I'll, I'll, I'll visit you in jail. I, I, I like how you're going to... Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You're going to visit him in jail? Isn't it that the other way around? <laughs> no, I'm not starting the petition. I'm not that oh, stupid. Oh, oh, okay. Um, oh, so you're going to frame him. Okay. Ah. <laughs> and the NSA already got my ass. <laughs> oh, darn. Well, they'll know who started it then, so it's okay. So, uh, another one is declassify and discontinue government surveillance of phone records and internet activity. Uh, this will be going until the 9th, and it has... 3,000 signatures on it. Well, I don't mind the government gathering internet activities, because, come on, we got to know how much porn activity is going on out there. Mm, oh, man. The NSA must love it. Not necessarily, although I think some marketing research people would probably know that already. <laughs> so, uh, one that's likely to go through, uh, and pretty fast, uh, it's been out for two days, uh, and it has almost 56,000 uh, signatures. Uh, Edwards, uh, pardon Edward Snowden. Which is good, because everyone is hailing him as a hero, and he really did nothing wrong, except, you know, tell everyone the truth, which is good. Yeah. Um, except for a few Congress people. Yeah, well, you know them. We don't like them anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, they can you know stay where they are with their 9% approval rating. Huh. Yeah, right. So, and, uh. So, though, if he comes back, would he, he. He would be accepted by some people and rejected by others, so. That would be a pretty hard life to live. Yeah. So, and, uh. The, I don't know who would reject him. I mean, honestly, if he's just walking around on the street, nobody's gonna know who he is. <laughs> so, the, uh. The fourth one. Uh, which is really out there, but has plenty of support. Mm. We demand President Obama resign. That uh, has almost 20,000 signatures, and it'll go until the 7th. Uh, that one won't win anyway, even if it does go through. Um, <laughs> and there's no there's no real point, because instead of having him resign, we should really just complain harder. Yeah. Oh, you know, honestly, the president is irrelevant in all of this. Uh, really, what we need to do is um, bulk bag the Congress and the House and say uh, no ever again. And we need to, we need to bulk sack the NSA. Uh, well, that's much harder since that last time I checked, we didn't elect them. But um, you know, we you know we, we, we should impeach Obama. I mean, he's the first for everything, right? He was the first black president. So why not have the first impeachment? Um, we've had impeachments before. Yeah. I thought they were unsuccessful. Um, not sure. I'd have to go back. Because I believe I remember that in history class, that we have had 
two impeachment tries, but they were unsuccessful. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I know there's two, but I don't know what they are. So, anyways, um, so let's take a look at this from, you know, outside the U.S. and apply some damning language to it. So, uh, this article from the Global Post is hypothetical, and the quotes are imagined. But it essentially paints a picture from the outside and, uh, you know, uh, puts the U.S. Oh, goodness. Horrible ad. Uh, puts the U.S. regime in a horrible light. And yes, they use the word regime in this. Oh, oh, okay. So, uh, uh, human rights activists say revelations that the U.S. regime has expanded its domestic surveillance program to private phone carriers is more evidence of the North American country's pivot towards authoritarianism. And it has a uh, an image of a uh, one of those closed circuit ter- TV cameras on a pole. Yes. <laughs> Of course, a government surveillance camera looms over New York. Um, so it has, you know, pretty much, uh, oh, let's see, pull out some quotes here. The U.S. leadership in Washington continues to erode basic human rights, said one activist who asked to remain anonymous, fearing that speaking out publicly could endanger his organization. So, yeah, stuff like that. It, you know, makes, sort of makes you take a step back. I like this part. Uh, what exactly is terrorism? The term is used so loosely these days, it could include just about anyone. Uh, so, I mean, it's exactly a great question. Yeah. Um, including people who refuse to give you their social security at uh, number uh, when they say, I have nothing to hide. Right. So, um, so yeah, Speaking of this terrorism word, let's, you know, put a few numbers into perspective. So, uh, let's see. In 2001, uh, the year that America suffered its uh, biggest terrorist attack, and pretty much its only one, uh, roughly 3,000 people died. So let's put that in context. That same year, in 2001, over 71,000 people died of diabetes, over 29,000 were killed by you, you guns. You know, I have seen a graph of this recently. Let me yeah. just see if I can find it. Well, there's, there's one in this article, sort of. Alright, then I need to go find it. And 13,000 were killed in drunk driving accidents. Yes, but the the thing is, terrorist is new. Well, I don't and know if it's new. Well, it's shocking, but... I mean, there were terrorists in the 80s. There were terrorists in the 40s. Drunk driving, been around. Diabetes, been around. Yeah. Um, Guns haven't been around. Soon terrorist is just going to be another thing. Oh, terrorist. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it is. That's that's part of the problem. And so we give it such high, um, like a high percentage of our media attention, and it, all these other things are so much bigger and so much more deadly, and you know, we just basically ignore them and just, eh, oh well. Yeah. Well, except for, like, heart conditions and stuff like that. Well, we I mean, still give those a pretty good attention. Cancer. Yep. But no one's confiscating things, and no one's stopping you in the airport over cancer. Well, I mean, it's it's not even just like that too, because when when some guy blows up a building, 
50 people in Building X blown up, they don't say 12 people in Building X cancered. So <laughs> <laughs> We should start doing that. <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean... So that, that's the difference between the two things, and and I and a lot of the U.S. Um, does that. It, it 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 just happens because some things are more interesting in stories than others. Um, in my journalism classes, we learned that kids, pets, and violence, which either means physical harm or um, some Threats. type of destruction. Um, that, that those three things in one story that is the prime time story if you get those three things you have a perfect story um, but any of the one will be also a good story yeah huh. because it's all for the children right and pets so and it sort of explains why everyone's going bonkers over the call of duty dog yeah I don't know what that is so oh, what so uh both of you are familiar with Call of Duty, right? Yeah. So, like, apparently the next one, and I think they showed this at the X-Bone reveal, that <laughs> um, they showed, like, previews of the next Call of Duty, and there was a dog in there, and everyone has gone crazy over the dog. Except for me. And... The dog now, maybe if they put a cat in there with machine guns attached to it... <laughs> Maybe. No, no, wait. The cat would be the sniper in the tree. Hmm. The dog's name is Riley. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways. So, like, looking at the statistics, the average American gets struck four times by lightning before dying in from a terrorist. Well, there you go, then. So, yeah. But no one's, you know, again going around and checking people well, well, okay, before being let's, struck by lightning. Let, 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 let's break that statistic down. There's how many lightning strikes a day? Yeah, three hundred, four hundred strikes a day. I'd well, say right. I'd say so, a lot so, more than that worldwide. But okay, right. Well, but so then, so you don't say in city X. Five people were killed today by terrorists, you, you, and you certainly don't say one person struck by lightning today. You know, you don't care. It's not a thing because it happens so frequently. It just is a non-story now. Correct. And, it's kind of like corrupt government. Well, yep. it's corrupt media, turns out. But, you know, that's what happens on television news. So... Yeah, Americans would never welcome a secret surveillance state to reduce diabetes deaths or gun deaths or drunk driving deaths by 3,000 per year. Indeed, indeed, Congress regularly uh, regularly votes down far less invasive policies meant to address those problems because they offend our notions of liberty. So what what sense does it make to suggest, as Obama does, that, quote, balancing, unquote, liberty with safety from terrorism, which kills far fewer than 3,000 Americans annually, compels those same invasive methods to be granted in secret as long as terrorists are plotting? This whole uh, Atlantic article here is really great, and it really should just be read. Uh, they have great quotes literally everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. Again, terrorists killed roughly 3,000 people in the U.S. over the past 20 or so years. Uh, in that interview interval, roughly 360,000 people were killed by guns. Actually, the figure the CDC gives is 364,483. In other words... Death by terrorism is a rounding error here. 
burn. So, yeah. Hmm. So, so do you? So does I? Don't, I didn't read the whole article yet. But does this article attribute any of this um, craziness to to anything specifically, or do we just not, not know how to uh, meter our attention to things? I'd say a little bit of both. Okay. So it's the media's fault. It's people being panicked fault, and uh, let's see. I'm not sure like what the chances of you winning the lottery is. Like, in how many dozens of millions or something? Yeah, that's a lot. You have a greater chance of dying going to and from the convenience store to pick up that ticket than you are that ticket actually winning the lottery. And, you know, you have a lot more chances of dying when you get in the car to go somewhere than actually being killed by a terrorist when you get there. So in the most recent Powerball drawing, your odds of winning was 1 in 175 million. Okay, getting killed by a terrorist is a little bit more likely. Right. Well, but see, that's the thing. So one you want to happen, one you don't want to happen. But neither are going to happen, so it doesn't matter. You know, that reminds me of another one I heard. It's like, uh, smoking kills one in every two people. Eh, it's not going to happen to me. Winning the lottery won in 175 million. I'm feeling lucky. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old right. statistics and numbers. Yep. So, hey, uh, I don't think any of us know Ruby, right? No, 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 no. De- definitely not. The, the, the nice little red gemstone that you find in uh, various games. Okay, oh. we'll go with that. Okay, so um, you have a website on that, right? Yes, I do. Okay, well, you can put another Ruby on it that allows you to easily comply with these NSA directives. Oh, that's so good. Nice. And you can get it from GitHub. Oh, so it's even even open to the public. Yes. Wow. So, so what does this, does this do? Uh, so it essentially adds like a back door to your program. And, like, there's a few screenshots here. <laughs> oh, it looks like they oh, updated it, too. That's um, beautiful. Yes. So, you know, the first page, we want to make sure that you are accessing this portal in accordance with the law. I have received a warrant. I have not received a warrant. Uh, those buttons. <laughs> uh, then it displays the list of users for the website. And there are two actions. I think they are a terrorist. And a recent oh, addition. Nice. And a recent addition, strike with a drone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the one right below that where the created at, updated at are, are redacted. <laughs> so <laughs> so you can go and click on a user and uh, see his secrets and you can see, you know, like various images or whatever. And uh, you can click a button that says, I found this suspicious. That's so good. So it so, so, so sounds just like the British. Mm. That's the, well, the button part. Well, kind of, yeah. So, apparently, uh, there's also a similar uh, thing for Flask. I'm not exactly sure what Flask is. I've heard of it, but I don't know either. Flask? No, I'm thinking of Flex. Yeah. Apparently, it's something with Python. Hmm. Interesting. And you don't know about it? I'm not too involved with the Python community. 
Well, and 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 traitor. It, it Python community is really big, so I mean, it's not not something you would just know about. So yeah, I I stumbled upon this and thought it was hilarious. It is. Mm. I'm gonna fork that repo. <laughs> All right, so you can do that. Um, the rest of us control the NSA. So. Um, Unfortunately, this will probably happen before I release the podcast tomorrow. Uh, but at 7 p.m. Eastern on June 12th, um, everyone is supposed to send out this uh, email that is laden with uh, terrorist-related uh, words. So, uh, stuff like overthrow, as in overthrow my boss, it's like this oppressive regime where only true believers in his management will stay around. Um... Let's see. I read how these free radical particles can cause the downfall of good health and accelerate aging. It could cause death to millions of Americans. These particles are flying around undetected everywhere. Um, have you seen the second season of Breaking Bad? I just finished it. I couldn't believe that episode where they poisoned the guy with ricin. That was the bomb. Uh -huh. I, I won't say any more because I don't want to reveal the earth-shattering events to come. <laughs> oh, I'll be going to the most famous suspension bridges. So, probably the Golden Gate, Brooklyn Bridge, and the Verrazano Narrows. I'm going to bring my younger brother, and I'll know he wants to go to bars. So I'm thinking of getting him a fake driver's license and hope it doesn't blow up in my face. <laughs> hey, I'm late for flight school. I missed the last class where we learned how to land. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to know about that. So, and uh, if I may suggest adding something about Allah to this, just to make it interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's as if the algorithms weren't good enough. Yeah. Well, you could definitely add in quite a bit more. Yes. So I have this prepared, and both of you are on it. What? What? All right. <laughs> All hell. NSA, whatever. <laughs> All hell. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot... Well, I, I, I got my 1984 instruction book ready to go for tomorrow. V very nice. So, so yeah, all this PRISM and NSA stuff uh, might actually handicap American companies worldwide. So, you know, along with the cloud suddenly crashing down, um, a lot of other uh, services and companies might too. Well, you know, imagine that you're a business and that you want your data to be secure, but you don't want to host it on site yourself because that's hard. So then you go and outsource it to Microsoft or to Google or to Amazon, and suddenly the NSA can poke their nose in it. Well, that's not very nice. See, uh, was Amazon on that list? I no, no, it wasn't. But I'm sure it's just just about to happen. You know, any day now. Oh, and uh, Twitter isn't on this list either, and that makes me Wait. respect them even more. Really? Does yeah. it? Yes. Uh, first of all, because well, you can you can already see everything on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, like like the private accounts. There aren't enough private accounts, and there's no point. Yeah. So you know, there's that, and they actually remember to spell it with an e. Oh, you like that? Yes. Oh, oh. So you see, so you like vowels? Okay. Yes, I love them, especially huh. 
you know, especially when I'm playing Scrabble and like, you know, it's usually my mom that gets like all the E's. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, several cloud storage companies are sort of taking advantage of this uh, sudden uh, revelation and policy, and are starting to advertise more. Well, you know what happened last year with Dropbox because uh, it turned out, or I think it was last year, but it turned out that Dropbox, even if you uploaded your files, they were secured with a key that only you had. But even if that, even so, they could just open them anyway. Mm-hmm. So I mean. It's it is it is a problem that cloud storage companies will have to deal with. So uh, Jada Cloud and Walla are apparently uh, hosted outside of the U.S. and are therefore invulnerable to the NSA. Oh, so is Mega Upload. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. <laughs> uh, but appa- was it Mega? Yeah. So I'm not exactly so, sure so, where. So, so so as long as we upload outside of the U.S. with safe. Um, but, but but keep in mind that your carrier, your internet service provider, is probably being, being tapped anyway. So while your files are going there, they'll still know. You you just you, you have to ship it through the post office. Because as we all know, they don't have any money for the post office. So <laughs> yeah. that's the weak point. So Or you can encrypt it on your own machine before sending it. Right, right. That would help. Which probably would be very good. Speaking of which, do you know any good... Encryption keys, well, services. Hmm. Just uh, TrueCrypt and call it a day. Um, or you could learn how to use Linux a little bit and figure it out. Eh, no, no thanks on Linux. I enjoy my Windows having holes in it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, like the national budget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, an Australian is uh, migrating away from American services, and he pretty much has a checklist. So, you yeah. know, a, a, another one of these guys again? Yep. What, another Australian or what? No, another guy trying to get away from the world. Mm, okay. I wouldn't exactly say get away from the world. We had someone uh, earlier who was trying to get away from Google. Hmm. Um, but it looks like this guy has, uh, like a rather diversified, uh, how should I say, internet presence. Hmm. So, rather than some people who just, you know, like Buckface, who live on, uh, Google, and other people who live on Apple. So, yep. Yeah, I I think it's a very wise choice to be diversified, uh, for your internet presence. Yep. So that seems to be about it. Well, that was a pretty big week. Yeah, huge. Bursting at the seams. You could fill a bulk bag with it. Hmm. So, uh, unfortunately, we don't have any uh, uh, feedback this week. Uh, but that's okay. Ryan didn't write anything? Ian no, didn't well, write anything? Well, so I, I wasn't on the show last week, but I was literally here live, and so I giggled whenever it was appropriate at the time. All right. Yeah. So so, uh, so, 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 so let's play last week's podcast and listen for the giggles. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, but we can uh, now play it at 1.5x real time. <laughs> It's really nice, trust me. Um, with uh, did you disable the pitch correction? Um, I don't think I did in Audacity. I mean VLC. 
uh, try to do it without pitch correction. Okay, it, I'll try it, it. Ian sounds like a convincing girl. <laughs> well. And me? Um, I haven't... Tr- I've tried it with you, but you can sort of tell that it's you. Hmm. So, um, oh, and hi. Hi, Ian. Um, I hope you got to wherever you're going without incident. I don't think he went there yet. Or, well, because he always says that he listens to my podcast whenever he's going somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't go to camp yet. And he's always, like, breaking down or getting lost when he's Uh, listening. No, no. He he's always yeah, locked in his car. So, uh, anyways, uh, go ahead and submit your feedback using the contact link. And uh, yep, International Back Awareness Day. I think I already said hi to mom today. No, you did not. You said you you already did International Back of Awareness Day. Yep. So I think it's International Back of Awareness Day for the last time. <laughs> After this, the NSA will have all your backups. Well, but, but the problem is you can't restore from their backups. Um, well, well, I'm pretty sure you can. Cause the, they would have to comply with their own rules, so there should be a back door. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so the NSA as a service. Hmm. Someone yep. should get on that. Wouldn't that be NASA? Wouldn't that be just NASA though? Like NSA NAS. Uh, or yeah, right. Whatever. Words. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyone doing anything exciting? Um, hopefully having a WWDC podcast soon. Um, do uh, done, the next this on Friday? You know, that's you, about it. You doing an E3 with uh, the Buckface before he leaves? Uh, um, yes, we will be doing an E3 show. I, I'm hoping Slapacow comes on to join us for that because... With just me, it'll be very boring because everybody knows what I think. Um, and everybody knows what Ian Buck thinks. Because, you know, I don't play consoles. Blah! Um, you know, stuff about Assassin's Creed and right. uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. Right. So, um, what, what, what about the universe? Hardly anybody ever. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The universe has thoughts? What are you talking about? Um, so, <laughs> I, I hope slap a cow comes on the show to do some um some unique and unheard of thoughts um on that show so that'll be nice uh well i did download uh well i just did buy uh dishonored for 20 bucks all right yeah you had mentioned that to me um let's see i will be checking out this new java stuff um probably updating my blog with it eventually. Um, and then, on Saturday, I'll be having a church stakeout. Stakeout? Right. Yes. That, I assume that's where you cook steak, right? Yes. Like okay. a cookout, but there's steak. Oh, because I, I, you could also um, make it a NSA surveillance day. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, this weekend I will also be reading or, I guess, watching the... Um, Node.js tutorials that Ghost, you know, the WordPress killer, has provided to all of its backers. So that they sent that out today, and I'll probably be watching it over the weekend. So hopefully I'll be able to know how to Node.js soon. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, let's see, it's not Node.js, but it's uh, pretty similar, you know, JavaScript on server side that I use at work. (laughs) So, anyways, that seems to be it. So uh, have a big week. Have a good one.
Hey, this is Andrew coming to you from outside the realms of this podcast. I have decided to put the full interview with Edward Snowden, uh, as composed from The Guardian, uh, at the end of this podcast. So uh, have fun, stay safe, and say hi to the NSA. Uh, my name is Ed Snowden. I'm uh, 29 years old. I work for Booz Allen Hamilton as an infrastructure analyst for NSA uh, in Hawaii. What are some of the positions that you held previously within the intelligence community? Uh, I've been uh, a systems engineer, systems administrator, uh, senior advisor uh, for the uh, Central Intelligence Agency, solutions consultant, and a uh, telecommunications information systems officer. One of the things people are going to be most interested in in, in, in trying to understand what who you are and, and what you're thinking is there came some point in time when you crossed this line of thinking about being a whistleblower um, to making the choice to actually become a whistleblower. Walk people through that decision-making process. Uh, when you're in positions of, of privileged access, like a, a systems administrator for these sort of intelligence community agencies, you're exposed to a lot more information on a broader scale than the average employee. And because of that, you see things that uh, may be disturbing, but uh, over the course of a normal person's career, you'd only see one or two of these instances. Uh, when you see everything, you see them on a more frequent basis. And you recognize that some of these things are actually abuses. And when you talk to people about them uh, in a place like this where this is the, the normal state of business, people tend not to take them very seriously and you know, move on from them. But over time, that awareness of wrongdoing sort of builds up and you feel compelled to talk about it. And the more you talk about it, the more you're ignored, the more you're told it's not a problem. Until eventually you realize that uh, these things need to be determined by the public, not by somebody who is simply hired by the government. Talk a little bit about how the American surveillance state actually functions. Does it target the actions of Americans? Uh, NSA and the intelligence community in general uh, is focused on getting intelligence wherever it can by any means possible that it believes on the grounds of sort of a self-certification that they serve the national interest. Uh, originally, we saw that uh, focus very narrowly tailored as foreign intelligence uh, gathered overseas. Now, increasingly, we see that it's happening domestically. And to do that, they, uh, the NSA specifically targets the communications of everyone. It ingests them by default. It collects them in its system and it filters them and it analyzes them and it measures them and it stores them for periods of time simply because that's the easiest, most efficient, and most valuable way to achieve these ends. So while they may uh, be intending to uh, target someone associated with a foreign government or someone that they suspect of terrorism, they're collecting your communications to do so. Uh, any analyst at any time can target anyone, uh, any selector anywhere. Where those uh, communications will be picked up depends on the range of the sensor networks and the authorities that that analyst is uh, empowered with. Not all analysts have the ability to target everything, but I, sitting at my desk, uh, certainly had the authorities to, to wiretap anyone from you or your accountant to a federal judge to even the president if I had a personal email. One of the extraordinary parts about this episode is that usually whistleblowers 
do what they do anonymously and take steps to remain anonymous for as long as they can, which they hope often is forever. You, on the other hand, have decided to do the opposite, which is to declare yourself openly as the person behind these disclosures. Why did you choose to do that? I I think that the public is owed an explanation of the motivations behind the people who make these disclosures that are outside of the democratic model. When you are subverting the power of government, that's a fundamentally dangerous thing to democracy. And if you do that in secret consistently, you know, as the government does uh, when it wants to benefit from a secret action that it took, uh, it'll kind of give its, its officials a mandate to go, hey, you know, tell the press about this thing and that thing so the public is on our side. But they rarely, if ever, do that when an abuse occurs. That falls to uh, individual citizens, but they're typically maligned. You know, it, it becomes a thing of these people are against the country, they're against the government, but I'm not. I'm, I'm no different from anybody else. Uh, I don't have special skills. Uh, I, I'm just another guy who sits there day to day in the office, watches what happening, what's happening, and goes, this is something that's not our place to decide. The public needs to decide whether these programs and policies are right or wrong. And I'm willing to go on the record to defend the authenticity of them and say, I didn't change these. I didn't modify the story. This is the truth. This is what's happening. You should decide whether we need to be doing this. Have you given thought to what it is that the U.S. government's response to your conduct is in terms of what they might say about you, how they might try to depict you, what they might try to do to you? yeah, I, I could be, you know, rendered by the CIA. I, I could have uh, people come after me or any of their, their third-party partners. Uh, you know, they, they work closely with a number of other nations. Uh, or, you know, they, they could pay off the triads or, you know, any, any of their agents or assets. Uh, we've, we've got a CIA station just up the road in the, the, the consulate here in Hong Kong. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to be uh, very busy for the next week. Um, and that's, that's a, a fear I'll live under for the rest of my life, however long that happens to be. You, you can't come forward against the world's most powerful intelligence agencies and uh, be completely free from risk because they're such powerful adversaries that, that no one can meaningfully oppose them. Um, if they want to get you, they'll get you in time. But... At the same time, you have to make a determination about what it is that's important to you. And if living, uh, living unfreely but comfortably is something you're willing to accept, and I think many of us are, it's, it's the human nature, uh, you can get up every day, you can go to work, you can collect your, your large paycheck for relatively little work. Uh, against the public interest and, and go to sleep at night after watching uh, your shows. But... If you realize that that's the world that you helped create, and it's going to get worse with the next generation and the next generation who extend the capabilities of this sort of architecture of oppression, uh, you realize that you might be willing to accept any risk, and it doesn't matter what the outcome is, so long as the public gets to make their own decisions about how that's applied. Why should people care about surveillance? Because even if you're not doing anything wrong, you're being watched and recorded. And the, the storage capability of these systems increases every year consistently by orders of magnitude uh, to where it's getting to the point you don't have to have done anything wrong. You simply have to eventually fall under suspicion from somebody, even by a wrong call. And then they can use the system to go back in time and scrutinize every decision you've ever made, every friend you've ever discussed something with, and 
attack you on that basis to sort of derive suspicion from an innocent life and paint anyone in the context of a wrongdoer. We are currently sitting in a room in, in Hong Kong, which is where we are because you've traveled here. Talk a little bit about why it is that you came here. And specifically, there are going to be people who will speculate um, that what you really intend to do is to defect to the country that many see as the number one rival of the United States, which is China, and that what you're really doing is essentially seeking to aid an enemy of the United States with which you intend to um, seek asylum. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So there, there's a couple uh, assertions in, in those arguments um, that, are, that are sort of embedded in the, the questioning of the choice of Hong Kong. Uh, the first is that China is an enemy of the United States. It, it's not. I mean, there there are conflicts between the United States government and the Chinese uh, PRC government, but the the peoples inherently, you know, we we don't care. We trade with each other freely. You know, we're not at war. We're not uh, in armed conflict, and we're not trying to be. We're we're the largest trading partners out there for each other. Um, uh, additionally, Hong Kong. Uh, has a strong tradition of free speech. Uh, people think, oh, China, great firewall. Mainland China does have significant restrictions uh, on free speech, but uh, the Hong Kong, the people of Hong Kong, uh, have a long tradition of protesting in the streets, of making their views known. The internet is not filtered here, um, no more so than any other Western government. And I believe that the uh, Hong Kong government is actually independent. Uh, in relation to a lot of other leading Western governments. If your motive had been to harm the United States and help its enemies, or if your motive had been personal material gain, were there things that you could have done with these documents um, to advance those goals that you didn't end up doing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, anybody in the positions of access with the te- technical uh, capabilities that I had could, you know, suck out secrets, pass them on the open market to Russia. You know, they always have an open door, as we do. Um, I had access to, you know, the, the full rosters of everyone working at the NSA, the entire intelligence community, uh, and undercover assets all around the world, uh, the locations of every station uh, we have, what their missions are, and so forth. Uh, if I had just wanted to harm the U.S., you know, that you could shut down the, the surveillance system in an afternoon. Um, but that's not my intention. And I, I think for anyone um, making that argument, they need to think if they were in my position uh, and, and, you know, you live a privileged life, you, you're living in Hawaii in, in paradise and making a ton of money. What would it take to make you leave everything behind? The, the greatest fear that I have regarding um, the outcome uh, for America of these disclosures is that nothing will change. Um, people will see in the media uh, all of these disclosures. They'll know the lengths that the, the government is going to grant themselves powers unilaterally um, to create greater control over American society and global society. But they, they won't be willing to take the risks necessarily to stand up and fight to change things, to force their representatives to actually take a stand in their interests. Uh, and the months ahead, the, the years ahead, it's only going to get worse until eventually there will be a time where 
policies will change because the only thing that restricts the activities of the surveillance state are policy. Uh, even our agreements with, with other sovereign governments, we consider that to be uh, a stipulation of policy rather than a stipulation of law. And because of that, a new leader will be elected. They'll flip the switch, uh, say that um, because of the crisis, because of the dangers that we face in the world, you know, some, some new and unpredicted threat, we need more authority. We need more power. And there will be nothing the people can do at that point to oppose it. Uh, and it'll be turnkey tyranny. 